Welcome to the Living and Thriving with a Chronic Illness podcast. You'll be joining Smiling Sonia on her daily morning walk. She shares information and personal insights into her own journey managing flare-ups of her condition, Molloray's meningitis. Good morning, Smiling Sonia here. It's Thursday, the 15th of October 2020. Today I'm going to be talking about thriving. The word came to my mind this morning at about quarter to six (laughs) this morning and I thought yes thriving because I chose to name the podcast Living and Thriving with a Chronic Illness and Facebook group and I, I was thinking, well, actually, you know, why, why, did I, why did I do that? And I think it was because uh, there's, been, there's been points uh, since my diagnosis of feeling that I was suffering, <laughs> definitely feelings of suffering, um, surviving, and then sort of living with it. So, yeah, you know, I, I, I just got to live with it. And that didn't feel like enough. And the word thrive, thriving to me, felt more than just living. That I can, I can thrive this, with this. I can thrive. I may not be able to do all the things that I used to do before, but I can certainly thrive. There'll be areas. So I thought I'd explore that today. I don't think I've spoken about thriving before, or I may have just mentioned it. But yes. So before I do... Do I do it now? <laughs> yeah, quick. Yeah, let's do a quick um, update. Let's do a quick update on where I'm at. Uh, and I, I work with three pillars. Okay, so my three pillars that kind of keep me secure. Um, that's, you know, my health, so wealth, finances, and my physical environment. So just quickly in terms of my health, uh, I'm feeling okay in terms of my health at the moment. Uh, still certain symptoms that I'm dealing with on a day-to-day basis. Uh, I think I'm not allowing them to distract me. Or when I have them, I, I just, I just, I'm just there. <laughs> uh, woke up uh, in the middle of the night, had a headache, and didn't kind of worry, just thought, okay. And it, I, I've got really attuned to the different types of headaches that I have now. And it's definitely the type of headache that also I have when I wake up in the morning and I and I put something on to listen to and I just can't bear. So I have to turn it off. And I think it's linked to being tired as well. So uh, it's, it's a bit like when you drive a car. When you're driving a car, when you have a car and you've had it for a while and you get used to all the little noises and then you hear something different. And you think, hmm, I've not heard that before. And you might have somebody else in the car and you might say to them, can you hear that? And they'll say, hear what? <laughs> you say, well, look, there's a sort of slight little knocking noise or there's a, it's running a bit faster or it's, there's a slight little hiccup. 
and they won't be able to hear it. And it's because you become attuned to the feel uh, of your car and and how it sounds. And I think you know, <clears throat> I certainly I certainly know I have. I've become very attuned to my body. The very little things I notice now. So the health side and. In terms of my, my weight, um, I'm kind of uh, I'm kind of maintaining, although I'm kind of the upper end. So I, I and I'm experimenting more with how I'm eating and my portion size. So that's all good. That's all fine. I've decided I'm only going to be weighing once a month at Slimming World. So it gives me a little bit of buffer. I love the buffer in between to you know have some different things. And when I step on the scales, if it's up a bit, that's fine. But know that, you know, um, I can sort of balance things out by the end of the month when I go to weigh. And that just keeps me on balance. Uh, just something in terms of uh, my game that I'm playing this week. <laughs> and that game is, uh, this not this week, this month, that my coach gave us, uh, not eating ice cream. And something that's happened is I'm drinking a lot more water. And I know that hydration for me is so important. Our brains, and that's where, you know, our brains need water. So I've been really pleased with how much water I'm drinking at the moment because that's been an issue. And what was, I was going to say something else about eating health. Maybe that's, maybe that's it at the moment. Um, in terms of uh, sort of wealth side of things, <laughs> finances, I'm still doing the, my no spend challenge. And I haven't been using my calendar to tick green for when I don't spend on that, that day and red cross for not spending. So I will, I will do that. But as I don't think I have spent, had any days where I've spent money just on something I want rather than what I need. Okay, so I do have my rules. So that's going really well. Uh, one thing I did notice when I checked my balance, so I do monitor my account, is already... My, because I have a budget already, my bud, my grocery budget is much lower than it has been over the last <laughs> six months, even few few months. And uh, partly because my son has now <laughs> got his his uh, his loan, and so he's he's back to buying his own food, so that's saving me <laughs> at least twenty pounds a week. So, so it's significantly lower. So that's really good. I'm really pleased about that. So, yeah, I will have to pay some money towards some DIY stuff. So I've got I've got a handyman coming to do some work in the house. Obviously, getting ready for sale. So that's already money that I've got factored. So that's that's an allowable expense this month. So I had allowed for that. So, so that's all that's all good uh, in terms of wealth side. My physical environment. For me, not so good at the moment, um, and that is really an important pillar for me because I do need my space to be clear, and that helps with my health and my my mental health, my emotional well-being. But again, because I'm trying to get the house sorted um, to be photographed, uh, you know, for estate agent stuff, uh, <clears throat> I had to I pull some stuff out to sort. Uh, my ex has got some stuff here still, so. Once she takes all the remaining stuff, so she's got she came during the week already and taken and got sorted out half. 
there's another half to go and that will clear a big enough space in the loft for me to transfer some bits in there so that the house is nice and clear for the photography <laughs> uh, um, shoot as I say uh, and so I've got some stuff in my bedroom that I'm just kind of holding there waiting to go in the loft and and so my physical space at the moment is not as I would want it in all areas but I'm sitting in my living room at the moment which is nice and clear and clean um and so that that's yeah that's a very calming space uh, I walk into the kitchen in the morning and my son's doing such a good job every night he clears the kitchen the sides are clean the sink is clean fantastic so I just thought I'd give you a, 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 an update there and um and you know something it, it all links into this whole thing about thriving and I do believe that one of the reasons why I can honestly say at this moment, in spite of the stuff that's going on around me, people telling me, okay, people tell me, oh my gosh, that's so stressful. That is so stressful. So people tell me that the situation I'm in is so stressful, but yet that's not, I do not feel stressed. In fact, I feel as if I am thriving. And so what do I mean by thriving? Okay, so I, I do what Sonia does. <laughs> is when, I, when an idea comes to me, so the idea is in my head, it comes to me, I sort of think, right, let me go and see what, what some other people, what does the dictionary say? What do other people say about this word thrive, thriving? What does it mean to them? And... <clears throat> Do I have, is my idea, my viewpoint similar? So I looked it up. Now, one of the problems <laughs> is that um, I, my memory is so bad that even if I look something up, sometimes I'm very good at remembering and other times I'm not. So, gosh, can you believe I'm actually, as I'm talking to you, because I'm not out walking this morning, I'm indoors because I did my, oh, I did my workout. This morning, I'll walk this afternoon. I was just punt, um, buffing up the, the cushions <laughs> as I'm talking. Oh, dear. Knock my foot. Okay. There you go. <laughs> this is live. <laughs> uh, yeah, so thriving. So um, so the way that I <clears throat> excuse me, see it is, you know, we talk about, so, that, so you know, um, something or someone thriving in a particular spot. So I'm looking out into my garden and the front garden and, and you know, sometimes people, oh, you know, you put a plant in a certain place or in, indoors and you think, oh, that, that plant seems to be really thriving there. And when I say thriving, it's looking good, you know, it's growing, it's progressing. Okay. And so I think when I think about thriving and I, I'm, I'm going to repeat what I started when I start when I started the, the, the podcast episode is <clears throat> when I <clears throat> excuse me when I was diagnosed with Mollerae's meningitis uh, what I was being told was that <clears throat> that I have this condition that's going to be reoccurring. They didn't know anything about it really not not much about it. There's not much research on people about people who have recurring 
meningitis because what usually people get it once and that's it and so when I when I had it when I was 18 I wasn't expecting that I would ever have it again and then to to have a reoccurrence in, when I was age 50 and then to to have it twice in that year <clears throat> and so to be told well actually you're going to be getting this and we don't know when we don't know what causes it etc just that you have the viruses in your body and it's going to flare up from time to time and during that time I was suffering okay when I was 18 and I had it when I was in hospital I was suffering the pain so when I think about the pain pain we talk we talk about pain and suffering I think I've talked about pain and suffering may not be in the last few months but definitely in, in one of my audio journals pain and suffering so that's my so anytime I thought about my condition, viral meningitis, smaller raised meningitis, my thought was pain and suffering. <laughs> okay. Pain and suffering. And and then as time went on and you know after those those, those first two well, those two in when I was fifty, and then there was a bit of a gap. It felt, you know, and, and I was trying to get back to life as normal, as normal as I could. It, it felt like I was surviving with this. Okay, so I have to survive with this. How am I going to survive with this? And I knew that I needed to maybe do something about my health. But I, 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 I really I couldn't, felt that I couldn't. I was taking medication and, and my weight was going up and up. And I just didn't have the energy to do anything, and and so, yeah, I was survive. I was. I felt like I was surviving. In terms of, I'd got through something, but I was never gonna get to the other end and everything be okay. <laughs> okay, so um, I suppose I felt like a victim. You know, people talk about victim. And then being a survivor, but I think in this case they kind of were intermingled because I felt very, very much felt like this is something that's been done to me. I've got no control over it. it can happen any time. Um, I'm, I'm having to suffer these um, symptoms, uh, and and but no, but I'm I'm a survivor. You know, and I also at the time, you know, very aware of the other form of meningitis, bacterial meningitis, and that people that do not survive. So at least I had a form, and that's not to say that um, people it, people don't. Um, you know, there are some people for which when they they get viral meningitis, it can be life threatening. I'm very serious. So I'm a survivor. At least I'm surviving with this. Then uh, they had a third attack and then um, there seemed to be a bit of a gap. And I was thinking, right, well, okay, I can, I can live with this. Well, I've got no choice. <laughs> I've got to live with this. And so I was thinking, well, how, how can I... How can I sort of create 
a life for myself? How can I make my life sort of livable? You know, I live with this. This is just this is part of me. And, you know, it's just it's just something I have to live with. So it's a bit better, isn't it? A bit, a bit better. I just have to live with this, this thing that I have that is hanging over my head that could pounce at any time and I have no control over it. But I can, I can, I'm living. I'm living with it. Okay. And maybe from time to time I can forget that I have it. Okay. I think it's when I I got to the point of feeling really desperate because I was at my heaviest. I was at my heaviest. I put on a lot of weight. I was in a lot of pain with my knees. So knees, my joints. I was very unhappy. Yeah, I was very unhappy in my relationship. So I was in emotional pain constantly. I mean, my anxiety levels, and I don't realize, I didn't realise it at the time. But I, that I really didn't really, looking back, I was really suffering with a lot of anxiety. So very unhappy with my weight, worried all the time about money. <laughs> oh my gosh. So worried, and I was living. My living space was cluttered, untidy, dirty. Okay, and partly because I didn't have the energy that I used to have before. Where I actually, you know, I was. It seemed like I was always doing housework, but I literally, I, I knew that I couldn't. I couldn't be. I, I couldn't be that person anymore who literally was constantly tidying up, cleaning up and stuff. I realised I couldn't do that. And I had to resign myself to living in a home that was really uncomfortable for me. And but I've always been involved, I've always been interested in personal development. So I didn't stop kind of listening to, to people and working on my mindset, etc., etc. And I think I must have got fed up with just living. It wasn't enough to just be living the way that I was living. And so I decided that I needed to take control of something. And the first thing that I focused on get, taking control of was my health. And the thing that affected me most, um, that hindered me most, was my, my energy levels. And I started with, I just, and, and I, my energy levels, so stopped, I wasn't moving very much. <laughs> uh, I was, it was so painful walking up and down stairs that literally when I came downstairs in the morning, um, if I didn't have to walk up the stairs, even to go to the toilet, I wouldn't. So I, I, I stay, stay down. And in actual fact, what happened as well was um, I was kind of spending most of the time in my room. And my room is next door to the toilet, so that's fine. So I didn't have to use the stairs. So I literally just lived in my bedroom. 
where I, I had my computer and blah, blah, blah. And I decided I need to move. I need to move my body. And so I started by just going for a five minute walk. So I can walk. And I, gosh, I was, I would be, I would be out of breath just walking for five minutes nonstop. That's how bad it was. But I decided we, I just go out every morning. And I used to walk a lot before. So I go out every morning and I'm so fortunate to have a sort of an open, green open space, literally just a few, few yards down the road. And I can look out my window and just see the corner of it. And so I'd go and there's a lovely pond and I'd walk around and, and walk back. So literally like two and a half minutes, turn around and come back. And, and so that was, I just focused on that one thing. My, I th- I'm just going to walk every morning. And that sort of coincided with me developing a, a sort of morning routine. And I'm very much into productivity, etc. So a morning routine. And so that was, that's how it started. I hadn't, didn't think about the word thriving, but I knew that I wanted to do more than just living with this. I needed to take some control I needed to take, and, and I suppose I had to be, feel that, I had to take responsibility. I had to take 100% responsibility for how I felt, you know, who I am, what I look like. And I was thinking, if I just started moving, I could do that. And so I did that. And then what kind of followed after that was a, 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 a sort of a, I wanted to do something about my diet, and so I did. I think I've already given, told my story. So I did something about my diet. Then a uh, relationship came to an end, and I, I think that it, I could have, that could have kind of scuppered everything, really. And, and my weight kind of um, plateaued, okay, so I was doing it on my own and making progress, but things kind of plateaued. And obviously, you can imagine a relationship of over 20 years has come to an end. Um, you know, both sides, what's both sides wanted, but still it's, you know, it's a, an emotional ordeal, isn't it, the, the whole thing? And and I became really worried about money. <laughs> so that's, that's that second pillar that kind of kicked in, got really worried about about that. And realised, look, I need to educate myself. And and I found, you know, did a lot of looking stuff up, started implementing some strategies, um, started focusing on building an emergency fund for me, you know. So, and I've spoken about that as well in previous episodes. And then when my ex moved out of the house... I then realised that I now had control of my physical environment. And I literally went like full speed to kind of just declutter my home. Now, I may have overdone things because I, and in in that year that uh, my ex moved out, was it that year? I'm just trying to think now. It's... uh, Yes, 
it was the same year. Uh, actually, my ex moved out. I moved to another office that was open plan. And uh, I, I was struck with viral meningitis um, a few months later. And I was decluttering my home. I was clearing the space. I was getting stuff out. But I'm standing here now, and I know I've had another attack, and that was a few months ago. But one of the things I think I've done is I've accepted that I cannot go back to the life pre-diagnosis, okay? That's not possible in what I was doing. I didn't, I didn't sleep very much. I, had a lot of en- I did have a lot of energy, uh, but there was, there was a lot of stuff going on. But I, I did a lot. I, was, I mean, I was on the go all the time. And I can't do that now. And because I wasn't able to do that, I was feeling that I wasn't living or, you know, the living the life that I want. Now, since then, I've, I mean, I've been doing so many different things, but I work in a very different way. I do have to take things a lot slower. I, I've learned about the importance of sleep, the importance of rest. <laughs> okay. Um, completely changed my diet. I'm mainly plant-based, but I'm not I'm not kind of you know fanatical about it. I've created a physical space that's calming. I I love walking. Okay. I love creating. I'm finding out stuff about myself I love cooking I've fallen back in love with cooking I love experimenting and so I found so many things that I actually love doing um, in this this new life that I have this this new normal that I have that I I no longer miss that old normal (laughs) I no longer have this yearning to be how I was before and I think one of the reasons is because I know that how I was before possibly contributed (laughs) possibly contributed because I was I was carrying so much the burden I had such a a mega burden that I was kind of that I would it was I think it was an inevitable that I was going to buckle under the weight and um, and cause some damage, irreparable damage. And I have, you know, there's been irreparable damage to my body. I know that. But my new, the new me, uh, and I think, you know the stuff about neuroscience and uh, develop new 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 neuro pathways in my brain is that I look at life very differently now and and i i i I am thriving, and even on the days and when I have dark days okay even when I have dark days and down days and my mood is is not as as up. I'm still thriving. I still have moments where I just feel so grateful for the life I have right now. And I am so grateful. 
and I, I actually wasn't I hadn't actually thought about the word grateful in in terms of this but I, I if I was to say anything I think one of the things that maybe um that's helped me is is this feeling of gratitude and I think I did I started nurturing that feeling of gratitude uh a couple of years ago a few years really really embracing that and feeling really grateful about my experiences my life where I am now yes I think that must be a key ingredient I hadn't thought about that in terms of the term thriving the word thrive thriving that um having an attitude of gratitude for anything and 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 I started by finding very small things to be grateful for very small things okay because sometimes we sort of think what what can I be grateful for there's nothing but there's always something and we start with that and then it grows doesn't it okay and maybe it's I've allowed my gratitude to thrive (laughs) yeah okay look I've been talking, whatever was in my mind has just come out. And we're looking at the clock now and I I need to have my breakfast and get in front of my laptop. So thanks for hanging out with me. Uh, thanks for listening to me. Um, and yeah, something to think about, isn't it? This, this thing about thriving. Okay, you take care. Bye for now.